Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, April 3rd of 2019. And if you want to find this episode online, you can go to mariehaines.com slash newsletter. This is episode 77. So we've got a few things to talk about here, a few little neat SEO tips, and uh, not a whole lot to talk about in terms of algorithm updates. So that's probably a good thing for most of you. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to give you some tips in this episode to just help you improve the overall quality of your website. Um, I want to thank those of you who have taken the time to review the podcast. We're, uh, um, you know, we really haven't pushed this podcast a lot. We don't advertise it a lot. Uh, and it's something that it's really starting to develop a bit of a, 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 a listenership. Is that the right word? Um, it's got an audience now. And so thank you for those of you who have reached out and just uh, said that you appreciate it. If there's any other uh, thing that I can be doing on the podcast to make this more valuable to me, then feel free to reach out to my team and I. Uh, you can reach us at help at mariehaines.com. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast, on the newsletter, and um, anything like that that you can, uh, anything we can do to help you learn more about SEO would be really, really good, right? Um, so let's talk about algorithm updates. Most of you probably know that March 12th was a large core quality update. So we've, we've gone a few weeks since then now. Uh, and we've had some tremors since then. I call them tremors. I think Glenn Gabe was probably the first person to call these uh, algorithm changes tremors. We started really seeing this uh, a few years ago where it was really common that Google would do a big algorithm update and then we would see some turbulence or tremors uh, over the next few weeks as Google sort of tweaked those updates. Um, Barry Schwartz wrote about a couple of potential updates, uh, March 26th and March 29th. When we looked at our client data, we really didn't see a whole lot to support, uh, you know, a significant update at this time. So I think these are probably just little tremors. Uh, if you did see drops on March 26th or 29th, uh, really there's nothing significant about those dates. It's sort of the same thing as this March 12th core update. Now we have had a number of sites reach out to us for site reviews and the only um, unifying pattern amongst all of these sites is that there are definitely YMYL, your money or your life sites. Um, the really, you know, we've had a whole mixture of medical sites, financial sites, uh, e-commerce, really, there's a lot of e-commerce sites that have been hit. Um, we're noticing a lot of the e-commerce sites that we're reviewing these days have more issues with thin content than we're used to seeing. So I have a little bit of a theory that March 12th uh, perhaps got a little bit better at figuring out content that was in the search results that, you know, nobody would ever land on from search and, uh, and, and dealing with that. That type of thing. Um, but really, there's no obvious unifying thing um, amongst sites that were hit other than their YMYL. And so if you were hit with March 12th, the uh, my advice is the same as August 1st and September 27th, which were really big updates as well. Uh, and this probably sounds like a broken record to those of you who are used to hearing me talk. Uh, but I would say the answer usually lies in the quality raters guidelines. Every one of us should be reading these guidelines, uh, understanding how Google looks at EAT, how they teach the quality raters to assess EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trust. And we've been really seeing great results uh, with our clients that have um, implemented our advice in uh, improving how they display EAT on their website and even better how they get off-site EAT signals. So 
I would really be looking at that. I think the days are gone now where you can take a no-name website and compete against the big players. Uh, unless you can develop some authority yourself, it's going to be really hard to compete against those big websites. I'm not saying it's impossible, but uh, really your main goal should be getting people to say amazing things about your business. To say, you know, if you are this type of website, would people consistently say that when they land on your website, it's way better than any other option they have. Uh, and that's uh, consistently, that's what we're seeing. Google is trying to show people the absolute best websites that they can. And I know some of you are saying, well, they're wrong because my website is better than all of my competitors. And I, I can't tell you how often we look at a site and we tell people, you know, what do you think? Do you think that you are the best of your kind? And usually people will say, yes, we think we are. We deserve to rank number one. And then we look at the site and we say, you know, really, I mean, especially e-commerce, people will see, well, there's a product page. There's a bit of a description. There's some images of the product. There's maybe one or two reviews, but everybody's got that same thing. So you need to find ways to, and user generated content really is one of my favorite ways to do this. Um, get more reviews, get, uh, unique videos and images that nobody else has got. Um, start creating guides that truly help people. The purpose of the guide is not to be like, ooh, we can create a guide so we can link internally to boost our rankings. It should be, what can we create so that if people are trying to buy our product or use our service, that they really do find our website more useful than everybody else's. Tricky to do, but we're seeing that if we can crack that nut, uh, Google tends to reward that with uh, better rankings. So I would say that should be a top priority for many of you is trying to figure out how can we make our website stand above uh, the people that we're comp competing against. Let's get on to additional Google news. So Google um, announced now that uh, some more information about the Google Search Console URL inspection tool. Um, one of the things that came out recently was that Google retired the info command. Um, many of us are used to using this where you could go in the Google search results and you could type info colon and then a website or a page and it would tell you interesting stuff about that page and uh, such as what the canonical is and, and things like that. And so Google, this is all part of their initiative to get people onto the new Search Console and um, it, it's really kind of a mess because there's still some reports in old Search Console that they haven't moved over. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make here is that if you're trying to figure out what the canonical is for a URL, you can see this in the new Search Console in the URL inspection tool. And if you haven't played around with this tool, I really would recommend doing it. We get so much information from the index coverage report. Uh, I think that's probably one of the most useful parts of new Search Console. And uh, it can be interesting. If, if you have URL that you're just having a hard time getting indexed, start looking at those in the URL inspection report in Search Console because you might find that, oh, Google thinks this is a canonical of some other page. Um, and I think what's new is that Google's showing you where the canonical is for a page that's not on your site. Um, so, you know, if you have information that you've duplicated maybe on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter or something, and then you've also got it on your website, uh, Google may um, apply a canonical to one of those other sites. So you can learn a lot by looking at this URL inspection report. Um, let's see what else we'll talk about here. 
There's a new uh, Google My Business help community. Um, and this is good. So, it, you know, Google is trying to get better at answering people's uh, business owners' questions on Google My Business. Um, and so this help community, it's basically like the Webmaster Help Forums, as far as I can see. Uh, it looks like a really good place. We're going to start having our team sort of uh, scour through the help um, questions in this community because my philosophy in learning SEO has always been figure out what are the questions that people have and then find answers to those questions. So if tons of people in Google My Business are trying to figure out, you know, how do I merge listings? How do I blah, 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 blah? Well, that's something that we want to become good at. We want to be able to answer those types of questions. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so we're going to be hanging out a little bit more in the Google My Business new help community. And uh, those of you who have questions about small business, you know, I get them all the time. Um, and We'll answer the odd question by email, um, but we're finding now that we're getting a little bit more popular um, and uh, getting a, a, a bit more brand awareness for Marie Haynes Consulting. We can't always uh, answer individual questions. Um, so we'll often refer people to, uh, you know, now we're going to refer people to Google My Business. Uh, but if you're a small business and uh, or you do SEO for small businesses and you have questions, I've mentioned this before, but Joy Hawkins Forum, the local search forum, is really really, really good. Uh, and if you have a question where you're like, look, I don't have the budget to pay for individual consulting, um, then, uh, but I really need an answer to this question, then Joy will often answer questions for free on there uh, because she knows that the help forum will help lots of other people. Um, and so, yeah, so the localsearchforum.com is a, a really great place. Joy didn't pay me to put that in uh, in the newsletter or anything. Um, I just like to refer people to people who do really good work. So, uh, so yeah, so a good shout out for Joy there. And uh, again, if you're looking for help with small business stuff, then um, either Google My Business Help Forum or Joy's Forum is, is fantastic. There's something new for, uh, this is more for the developers who are listening to this, but the Chromium blog talked about um, debugging websites for Chrome in iOS. I don't know much about this. I just thought I'd mention it because I feel like there's somebody who's probably interested in this. Uh, but now you can apparently write from Chrome. You can type in the um, browser bar, Chrome colon slash slash inspect, and uh, you can get a lot of debugging information. So those of you who do develop that's something that uh, you might be interested in. This is something, this next thing is something that we put in the newsletter and I sort of glossed over it. And then when I was preparing my notes for podcast, I thought, you know, I should probably look at this. And it's really cool. Uh, it's a new resource by, by Google and um, you can get to it by going to Masterful Mobile with Google or dot with google.com it's in the newsletter if you can't uh, if, if, if that didn't make sense uh, and what it is is it, it just tells you a little bit of uh, benchmarking information and they have right now uh, categories of retail travel and finance and you can see that you know 93% of retail pages tend to do this well like maybe page speed is one of them uh, but there were other things in there that were kind of neat it talked about um, one was calls to action and they have specific guidelines for if you're an e-commerce store 
They want to see on product pages that you have a call to action that's high up on the page, um, easy for people to find, makes sense, and they actually give you examples of sites that are doing a really good job of this. So we're going to actually start incorporating some of this into our site quality reports uh, because it's another place where Google says, look, here's uh, what we consider high quality. Here's what we think you should be doing in terms of helping users and in, in terms of creating a really easy to use website. And um, so I would encourage uh, everybody to look at that. Again, it's masterfulmobile.withgoogle.com. And uh, you'll be able to really get some good information from there. Most of you know this, but Google Plus is officially dead now. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out whether you can. Those There's a lot of platforms that used Google Plus for uh, logins. Uh, and I don't know if those are dead now. I'd, probably some of you can... Uh, inform me on that. You can tweet at me if uh, if you know the answer to that. Um, my uh, Twitter is Marie underscore Haynes. Um, this is a funny story. I've t it's been a while since I told it, but the other Marie Haynes who used to own MarieHaynes.com was a, uh, when she still is, as far as I can see, um, an erotic romance novelist. <laughs> that's not me. Uh, I bought the domain name. Um, I was going to buy it from her. I was willing to pay a lot of money and then she let it expire. Uh, and so, yeah, that was a few years ago. So if you look at the backlinks to mariehaines.com, there's some iffy ones in there. <laughs> um, anyway, she has the uh, Marie Haynes Twitter handle. I have an underscore in mine if you're trying to reach me. Um, let's see here. We're almost through. This is going to be a short episode, I think, this time. A little bit of a tip on the robots.txt file. Um, John Mueller pointed out that it's important to know that robots.txt, it's meant to stop search engines from crawling. I mean, if you're using blocks in robots.txt. It's meant to stop search engines from crawling certain pages, but it doesn't stop pages from getting indexed. And I know you're thinking, well, if Google's not crawling the page, why would they index it? And there are some situations where pages that are blocked by robots can still appear in the search results. Um, some of those would be if somebody is linking to those pages, then Google will discover them. Uh, they'll often, I think one of the things John said was if the title of the page really doesn't make sense, it may be that they've taken that from the anchor text of the link that's linking to the page. They're trying to do all they can to get information on this page, but if Google's not allowed to crawl it, they obviously won't have all of the content that's on the page. So if you're seeing pages from your site that are appearing in the index and uh, there's a little note in the snippet that says, uh, I, I can't remember what it says now, it's like this page is blocked by robots or uh, not accessible to search engines, something like that. But if you're seeing evidence that pages that you've roboted out are still being in the uh, index, then what you can do is... Um, what I like to do is actually remove the robots block, add a no index tag to that page, and then ask Google to crawl the page again. And this time they'll see that it's no index. Um, and once you've seen that, okay, Google is actually taking these out of the index, um, and you can do this with site colon searches, generally that usually helps, uh, then you can add the robots block, block back in again, and those pages should no longer be in the index. You could conceivably use the URL removal tool that's in Search Console. However, you really need to be careful with that. I've seen people shoot themselves in the foot uh, using this tool. Um, you don't want to use that tool 
you know, willy-nilly uh, because really it does work well and you can remove pages. And I've seen sites where, you know, one employee removed a page and then another employee is trying to find the page and they can't figure out what's happening. And so I, I would really recommend trying to do it without using the URL removal tool. Um, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, I think you can really run into problems if you're overusing that tool. Uh, speaking of Search Console, John Mueller recommended that we don't go and delete properties from old Search Console. Um, there's still some features of old Search Console that we could use. Although, you know, it's been a while since I've really been in old Search Console. So um, for now, I would, you know, I'd just keep it there. Uh, there's really no harm in having it there. And uh, But we use new Search Console for pretty much everything now. I think you can still get some crawl stats in the old search console, which we do look at from time to time. Uh, but, um, but yeah, most of what you need is in new search console. Uh, somebody asked John Mueller whether uh, Google prefers directories versus parameters for paginated content. So that sounds like a whole bunch of mumble jumble. Um, as far as I understand, uh, what he's saying is, um, you know, you could organize your content uh, in directories uh, or you could use parameters such as, you know, question mark page equals two or, um, you know, color equals blue in the in the URL. Apparently, Google prefers parameters. Now, I feel like I'm not able to explain this properly on podcast. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wait a second, I feel like I need to make some changes. Uh, you can find this. It's in the newsletter under folder directory versus parameters for pagination content and uh, you know you might want to do some more research before jumping and changing your URLs uh, if you change URLs you really need to know what you're doing because um, if you don't redirect things properly to the new version of the URL uh, you can be in trouble for uh, you know things may not rank as well um, so just keep that in mind as well this was an interesting comment from John Mueller on a reddit thread where uh, somebody asked about you know if we see links that are not appearing in search console's links, do we need to worry about them? Um, so let's take a step back here for a minute. Uh, Search Console will give you links in two different ways. So when you export your links from Search Console, you get the option to have the most recent links and then also a sample of links. And if you just had to look at one, the sample is probably the one that makes the most sense because Google will say, you know, these are the links that we think are important for your site. Now, there's still lots of unimportant links in there. There's no followed links. There can be links that you've disavowed. There's nothing in Search Console to tell you whether a link has been disavowed. You have to just know that it's in your disavow file. Um, but uh, the problem is that if you have more than a thousand domains linking to you, that's the most that you can get in Search Console. So if you're a big site, you really kind of need to be looking at your links from other sources as well. So we use Ahrefs, Majestic, and Moz um, in combination with the two Search Console reports. What I want to do, and the problem is I don't know if I'm going to have time to do this, is actually just do some tests. Every time we put together a link audit, um, use some VLOOKUPs and figure out, uh, you know, what kinds of links are we getting from Ahrefs, Majestic, and Moz that didn't appear in our Search Console reports. So stay tuned for that. I, it is something that's on my list that I really want to work on. Uh, it may be a couple months before I get that out, but um, I think that that's, you know, something interesting to know. Now, if it turns out that when we do this, like the links that Search Console are missing are ones that we wouldn't have 
disavowed or we wouldn't have paid attention to, then, you know, we may go to just doing link audits based on search console data. Um, that would cut down our time tremendously. But I think it's still important to look at every link that you can find pointing to a website. So we'll see, uh, we'll see if we can uh, get you some more information on what's best here um, for those of you who do a lot of link related work. Somebody asked John, if you have two versions of your site, if you have an M dot and a responsive version of your site, does Google prefer one over the other? I'm not going to belabor this point because I think it applies to very few people, but John said it's far better to have just one version and, uh, you know, a responsive, um, uh, is probably best. So, you know, lots of sites still use M dots. A lot of the big sites do. I'm pretty sure Amazon is uh, M dot for mobile and M dot works great. You know, if, if I was starting a new site, I certainly wouldn't uh, create an M dot version for my mobile pages. I would want it to be responsive right from the start. Uh, but if you're M dot, you don't necessarily need to go making a whole bunch of big changes. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Somebody asked, uh, let's see, or this came from John Mueller. Glenn Gabe tweeted this out that it's important to know if you're redirecting a page, a low quality page, and you redirect that to a higher quality page, you don't need to worry that the previous low quality is going to impact the new page. This is something I remember when this came out, when we were talking about Panda hit sites, like back in 2012, maybe even 2011. And, uh, you know, people were wondering if I, if I had a, a section of my site that was very thin and we think it was hit by Panda or it was causing Panda to um, consider my site to be low quality, then, um, you know, if I redirect that to another page or another section on my site, am I potentially going to do damage to that new section? And in terms of content, you don't need to worry about that. Google will just assess whatever the new page is. And uh, if that's higher quality, then you're, you're gold. Uh, however, um, what John didn't say is that you need to be careful uh, about the links. If you have a page that has had a bunch of unnatural links pointing to it, and then you redirect that to another page, you're passing all of those link signals to the new page. So you really don't want to do that. Uh, there are ways that you can redirect visitors without redirecting the page rank. It gets kind of complicated. I wrote an article on Search Engine Watch probably four or five years ago on this, uh, and it, one of the ways to do it is to have an intermediary page that you redirect things to, you know, page B and page B is blocked by robots from crawling. And then you redirect from page B onto the final destination that will get visitors through the redirect, but it won't pass page rank. So, um, you know, that's kind of complicated to explain on podcast, but if you're looking for that, uh, again, I wrote something on search engine watch a few years ago that, uh, really should help you to, uh, figure that out. And one other thing from John Mueller here is, uh, and again, this was tweeted by Glenn Gabe. Thanks, Glenn, for all the um, great work that you do in, in helping us stay up to date on uh, what Google is doing. Um, this I put this in because we've had this discussion so many times over the years about thin content. Uh, and, you know, some people will give examples. I mean, we have examples of sites where we've trimmed up massive amounts of thin content and then the site has made great improvements with an, uh, a subsequent quality update. And so people hear this and then they start nuking parts of their site. Uh, and one thing to note, and this is what uh, John was saying, is that you don't want to consider content thin just because it's old. If you have old blog content that, you know, when you published it, it was good and people found it useful, but now nobody goes to that page anymore. 
you don't necessarily want to get rid of that. Um, you know, Google's not going to penalize you because you have a ton of old content on your site, unless that old content was thin to start with. But here's what uh, Glenn said, um, and I'm assuming he's quoting John here. Next, a small percentage of thin content won't kill you, but large percentages should be addressed. Improve content, merge pages, 404 some, etc. cetera. Uh, and this has been our experience as well. If you have the odd thin page, Google can see past that. I really believe that if Google sees that the vast majority of your site is stuff that they've either already got indexed or they've got better stuff in the index, then that can affect their overall assessment of uh, quality for your entire site. Um, let's see here. Apparently Ahrefs has plans to create a search engine to rival Google. I don't know much about this. I almost wondered if it was an April Fool's joke, uh, but I think it came out a couple days before April Fool's. Um, you know, as an industry, I think we've really toned down the April Fool's jokes. I remember when, uh, Bill Hartzer announced that Matt Cutts was coming to work with him. And a lot of people believe that, uh, I think there was an April Fool's joke that Google had acquired Moz for like 350 million or something like that. And, uh, you know, some of my team actually fell for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love April Fool's actually. I, my, uh, 11 year old put a big sign on my car that said spank me <laughs> and uh, it was funny I was you know I knew it was there but I kept it up for her sake and uh, oh, it was funny anyways let's move on I've sort of digressed here a little bit I don't know anything about this new search engine from hrefs uh, we'll be paying attention to that though I, I've often wondered I mean Google's got such incredible brains working for it um, and we know that you know Bing's got a decent search engine as well and they've got smart people working there too but I wonder why there isn't more competition so it wouldn't surprise me uh, you know if uh, something bigger and better comes out um, eventually I think we're quite a few years away from that just yet though um, let's see. Those of you who are into AMP, there's something AMP for email. Uh, I don't know much about this, but that's interesting. So, um, Google has revealed that AMP for email is coming to Gmail. Um, and then it's also going to be supported by Yahoo Mail, Outlook, and Mail.ru as well. So, uh, again, I don't know all the details on that, but, um, those of you who are AMP nerds, you probably want to read more about that. Um, see here a neat little tip as well um, that you can use Google Translate in Google Sheets which is really cool uh, and we might start using this for some of our foreign language um, link audits and so often what we're doing is we're looking at the anchor text of keywords to figure out you know oh these are more likely to be unnatural links if they're using keyword anchors and when we do foreign language link audits that can get tricky uh, and so we can just quickly translate uh, things in Google Sheets so thank you uh, Leon Fair was the one who um, pointed that out on Twitter so thank you for that Leon and I think think we're gonna pretty much yeah that's it that's it we'll end it there so um probably by the time you're listening to this this uh, little announcement will be too late but a couple of my team members and I are going to be in Montreal tonight Wednesday April 3rd 2019 and uh, I'm going to be talking on the quality raters guidelines we've got a little meetup that's happening um and uh, so I'm excited about that I also just um accepted an invite to uh speak in Boston in the end of June I believe uh at uh, Semney um 
event as well. So those of you who are in the Boston area, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to stay there for a few days. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been to Boston. So, uh, so end of June, I'll probably be heading there. Um, so we're going to head out soon and head towards Montreal. It's kind of a fun road trip for us probably play some Fortnite in the hotel later on. I know I'm such a geek, right? Um, any of you who are Fortnite players, I think pretty soon I'm going to start doing uh, some creative stuff for, um, you know, we can do some little uh, uh, groups there, some scrims perhaps for those. I'm not a very good Fortnite player, but uh, any of you who are interested in that, just tweet at me and I'll, uh, I'll get you in once we start doing that. So that's all we've got for this week. Um, we'll see if Google's got any big changes coming up, but I anticipate will probably be a couple months before we have a massive algorithm update. We'll see. I wish you the best of luck with rankings and we'll talk soon. Mm-hmm.